The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. From the Dave Daniels Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is going to make it through this year if it kills us. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 71st birthday today. Happy birthday to American treasure, Kenny Loggins. Do you know what I just realized? No. What? Everything's good. Except, mm. except. I hate when you say everything's good except. 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 Doesn't except mean everything's there's a meteor careening towards the earth. My camera isn't working. Oh, oh, no. I don't ever notice my camera, but it's not working. Well. So we're just going to have to stick with you, handsome gentleman. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Max is over there. Yeah. I promise. promise. I'm looking at him. Yeah. Sure. He looks great, too. You sure I'm not in Salt Lake City still? Today is, uh, today he, he is looking really was. good. Uh, how, how was Salt Lake City? Let's get your Utah review. Uh, no, you've been to Utah. Let's get your South Lake City review. The rest of Utah City. is outstanding. Salt Lake City is maybe the worst city I've ever been Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel bad not having a camera on me when I'm saying all this. Uh, I feel like I should be able the to. The disembodied voice of Max you, Thompson. You, you, talk, not like. you talk to Ish for a second. Let me see if I can fix my camera. Okay. okay so. um, I've never been to Salt Lake City. And by the way, uh, sitting to my right, the best picture to my Bohemian Rhapsody are West African <sighs> Prince Ishmael Johnson. That's you an were, insult. You were very upset. I am. That movie is terrible. <laughs> Uh, so the Golden Globes were on last night, and they were god awful. Yeah, for a number of reasons. First yeah. of all, I know a movie we disagree on, but Isle of Dogs got shut out, and that is. A I'm not going to argue that it's not a well-made movie. It's it easily. Now I haven't seen Into the Spider Verse. I know that yeah. it's awesome. I'm not into. It's awesome. I'm not really into superhero movies. And it's fine. Um, which I, which is why, by the way, I think you'd like it. Okay, it's really um, good. But, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give it a run, mm-hmm. uh, but. Isle of Dogs. I am a I am a well known Wes Anderson fan. Uh, it was spectacular in every way. I've seen it like three times, and I love it every single time. Yeah. Uh, but the other one, and the one we agree on, because you caught up on it this weekend. Yeah. Uh, was First Reform that First got, Reformed got I don't think even nominated. It for wasn't anything. nominated. Uh, I think I don't know if it's just too too indie of a movie that didn't get. It has Ethan Hawke in it. I know. And it's directed by the guy who did Raging Bull. I know, I know. It's we love it. Like you don't have to sell it to me. First go see first reformed. First reformed. That movie is incredible. Be ready for it though. Yeah, yeah, right, yes. Don't go in there being like, this is gonna be a fun, feel good movie. (laughs) Uh, it is not. It's quite literally not about feeling good. Okay. Um Max is still trying to figure that out. Oh, he's so no, that's, that's hold on, okay. he's trying he's, to figure it out uh, because I do see. want his Salt Lake City review. It's the off season, if you couldn't tell. Right. So we'll get to on today's show, guys. We're going to get to our Rice postmortem. We're going to start our college football postmortems, uh, starting with we're going to go in reverse order of S and P plus. Uh, so the 129th ranked team out of 130 is Rice. So we will get our Rice postmortem coming up here in the back half of the show. We'll be joined by the head coach of the state champion. McLean Tigers. Coach Clint Lindman will join us, and I will put him on the spot and ask him about his outstanding handlebar mustache. We will get into that coming here in a little bit. First, we go to a suddenly visible Max Thompson. Wow. There he is. For his Salt Lake City review. I don't know what was going on there. Um, 
So Salt Lake City's in a bowl, right? It's in the mountains, and it's, it's at elevation, but it's surrounded by high points. Mm-hmm. And Salt Lake City has salt mines, mm-hmm. coal mines, mm-hmm. steel mills. Mm-hmm. So the effect is that it becomes a smog snow globe. Oh, wow. And I never knew this. And you get there and and people are like, oh, yeah, you know, this is just how it is here. It's like yellow, hazy. You can barely see the mountains that surround the city. Really? Mm. And so just and the air quality warnings every day were worse than any I've ever had in Dallas. And we're in a big city here with a lot of traffic. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like like, uh, the, the image of Utah in general is just like clean, open air. Right. And, and I would say, having been to other parts of Utah, including some of the five national parks, which are all outstanding, yeah. crystal clear, and amazing. All close, by the yeah, way. Yeah. But it's, it's, they're, eh, they're all not that close. They're mm-hmm. like two to three hours or more. Oh, okay. But but Moab's out there, too. All these places are amazing. But Salt Lake City itself stinks. <laughs> I mean, like, it's fine. It's kind of like that thing. If you go to any American city right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll you'll go and you'll find your brunch place and yep. your Asian fusion place mm-hmm. and your coffee place and your place that has pork belly. Yep. Just like every freaking place there is. Hipster place right? in the world. Um and that was you know, that had those things and they were nice. And it's got a university and it's a nice university. So you would not recommend Salt Lake City. I don't know. I mean, the, the the only two things you can really I mean, if you're not gonna go to Park City, which is very close, yes. we just didn't have time. Uh-huh. But Park City is not Salt Lake City, and it shouldn't be included in part of it, in my opinion. Okay. Hmm. So okay. give it. Uh, so we're in. Let's just say we are sitting in Houston. Mm-hmm. What is the equivalent of Park City? Well, I would. I would just do it here. The equivalent okay. would be. Uh, yeah. If you're. If you're. If you're in Dallas, it's it's going to Fort Worth, right? It's like forty forty minutes to an hour okay. sometimes. So it's away. It's, A little yeah. bit farther than Fort Worth would be, but you know. So you, you would say greater. Right. But not. Actual. Right. Mm-hmm. Most people are in this time of year, too. They're going to Park City. They want to go skiing. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, if you're just talking about the quality of a city, it's. Mm-hmm. And the other, I mean, the other thing, too, like, if you're staying in the city, mm-hmm. you've got, like, uh, museums. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they've got some cool ones. They've got, I mean, all the uh, dinosaur excavations and paleontology in Utah. The Natural History Museum has this incredible dinosaur exhibit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cool. I like that. But, but, like, the two biggest things you can do walking around downtown go to the mall. It's a nice mall. I'm into the mall. Two, go to the Mormon temples, right? Mm-hmm. Which are cool. They're there. Yeah, that's about it. That's that's it. it. Full stop. Wow. I mean, like, and okay. it's it's just kind of uglier than I thought it would be. Uh, the people were nice. Of course I mean, they were. The food, the food was good. Good, uh, not great. No, no, it was good. I didn't have a bad meal. I didn't by, have a bad meal. By the way. But again, like I said, in every major city at this point, I feel like if you have bad meals, mm-hmm. that's like your that's your thing. By like the way, you can pretty much find good food in anyway. most places. Speaking yeah. of good food, um yeah. I'm going to and this is this is this is what the off season is, guys. It's basically us having conversations that we would normally have off the air on the air. Um <laughs> and also talking some football, which we'll get to in just a second. But uh so my older brother is getting married. And um, I'm going to be the officiant in that wedding, Arr, which is right. oh, I forgot about that. going to be yeah. hilarious. Okay. Uh, I have to get ordained. Film um, oh, boy. But he's going to have his um, his go his uh, going away party, so to speak, uh, in <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> oh God! So I will be uh, reaching out to you for uh, when is this? This is in March. Oh, because I'll be in New Orleans in March. Maybe we'll. Do you want to come on the bachelor party? <laughs> no. The answer is no, Max. 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 When have I ever steered you wrong? Mm. The answer is no. 
yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy to help. Okay. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday <laughs> at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Okay, let's run through. Uh, we're going to do our series of postmortems on each FBS team in the state of Texas, um, and um, because we've got a bunch of offseason to kill, there is a national title game tonight. But um, we'll talk about that at some I point. I mean, don't ask Santa Clara; they barely know. Um, <laughs> so we'll start. The Honestly, at this point, I think we could all buy plane tickets and like reasonable show up to the, We can get it show right up to now. the gate. Oh, yeah. it would be, and I, I mean, think we would get in cheaper than the previous national championship. The flight games. would be ch- more, much yeah. more expensive than the, than the ticket. Yeah, yeah no, but I'm saying the the cost combined yeah. and then coming back might cost us less than just getting a ticket most years. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably right. Um, okay, so let's do our Rice postmortem. Uh, we're going in reverse order of S&P Plus, uh, according to our good friend Bill Connolly of SB Nation. Um, and the 129th team out of 130 in, uh, the, in the nation, <laughs> the Rice Owls. Yep. Rice goes two and eleven, um, two and eleven, which is not bad. You know, they got two wins. They, they, they. It was a, it was a lost sandwich, is what it was, <laughs> a very tall lost sandwich. They won their opener and they won their ender, and uh, and and nothing in between. Mm. So let's start. Of course, first year under Mike Bloomgren. Let's start uh, with the first question: What went right? Um, well, not a ton, <laughs> honestly. <Yeah. laughs> they were kind of bad at almost everything. But here's what they were least bad at. Okay, they were actually not a terrible, terrible team as far as breaking off big runs. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, they would break off a big run, um, and they were actually thirty third in the nation in rushing explosiveness, uh, which is uh, a bit stunning uh, to me. Uh, they were pretty, pretty decent at that. Um, they were actually okay, average. Uh, as far as big plays on passing downs. Now, a lot of that is that the passing downs were like 3rd and 13, and they were getting 12 yards <laughs> right. uh, and things like that. Uh, they were actually pretty good on 3rd and short uh, offensively. They were they were ninth in the nation, 90% on 3rd and short, uh, converting that. Um, so there was, there was all that. There were some very small glimmers at moments. Ah, they were good on 4th down, too. Look at they were going 4th down. 60% 4th oh. down conversion. Wow, that's actually really good. Yeah, so. Um, there, was, there was that. That that's that's not that's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Th- those were the things that they were not bad at. Here's the problem, though. It's like let's go to um to what went wrong, and that is like everything else. Everything else, guys. Uh, the defense was pretty miserable and especially bad against the pass. Mm-hmm. They were really really bad against the pass. Um, they were they were. It, that's not to say they were great against the run. They were 107th in rushing S and P plus. Uh, they were not good against the run. Jeez, um, it, they were they were just a they were a bad bad team you know the basically they were a team that was never consistent mm-hmm. gave up big plays all the time defensively could not get stops defensively like they couldn't just like when they weren't giving up big players they were giving up four yards at a time and then they were right. grinding out third and two and giving up five yards um though saving grace for this team was that they hit they hit a relatively decent amount of big plays, a relatively decent amount of home runs, and that's the only thing that kept them from being worse, basically, mm-hmm. which is not good. Um, they had kind of a revolving door quarterback with injury yes. and things like that. Like I think I saw the game I saw, I think, was La Tech, mm-hmm. and I think Sean Stankovich played that mm-hmm. game. I think he got hurt 
Uh, Wiley, they had to put Wiley Green in, a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw Evan Marshman in Evan there. Evan Marshman, mm-hmm. I, I believe. I think actually, I think I saw him play too. He was he was okay. Yeah, but it was a lot of it was a lot of different different variations of okay. Yeah. Um. So then you get into because the the thing was, and, and we we kind of get to it. Um. One of the things well, we'll go we'll give an offensive MVP. Mm-hmm. Offensive MVP, I think, has probably got to be Austin Trammell, the receiver. Uh, 62 catches, 633, uh, 632 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, he was targeted 107 times, which is incredible. <laughs> um, the thing that's concerning to me about this is that, remember, this is a guy in Mike Bloomgren who wants to be a, a running team. And obviously he cut bait on that when he realized that the offensive line just wasn't good enough to, to become that power running team. Yep. They had to throw the ball a lot more, which they were not built to do. Um, but the uh, the offensive line, I mean, I think if you want to give it to Austin Walter, Austin Walter, you know, for all those home runs we were talking about, he was a guy who was doing a lot of those home run, a lot of that home run hitting. Um, I would say Austin Walter has to be in the mix, but I would say Austin Trammell probably would be the offensive MVP. Uh, boy, defensive MVP, um, George Nyquil. I mean, he was, he led the team in tackles, 53 and a half tackles. If you're a safety and you're leading the team in tackles, it's not good, Ooh. generally speaking. You know what? I'm going to go with my boy Prudy Calderon. <laughs> Prudy Calderon. <laughs> hey, man. He was pretty good. Led, led the team in picks. Yeah, four, uh, four I, I, I believe two of those came in one game, so it's a little scary. Led the team but, in interceptions. He had seven um, pass breakups. Yeah, and it was kind of towards the end of the year, too, where it was kind of like, we just got to see what we got. And, like, they were kind of throwing guys out there. Um, but, you know, that's kind of what you had to do for Mike Bloomgren. Like, I mean, you this gotta, was you a, have to. Yeah. I think once it. Let me see. Let me look at the schedule. I think once they lost the UTEP game, he yeah. kind of had to see, okay, what do we got? What do we got for next year? Right? And that's when they started throwing out a lot of the they, freshmen they, yeah. and a lot of the underclassmen that probably weren't ready, but he had to see what they could do. So then let's go uh, the early 2019 look at it. Tell we'll around this out. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Mike Bloomgren, and when we talked to him, he was very excited about the potential at Rice. Yeah. But you could also tell he knew this was not going to be an easy fix. Mm-hmm. And this was not going to be a quick fix. This is not going to be step in and suddenly you're going to become uh, a, a, a contender or even a team that's that's kind of challenging for a bull. I think this went about as about what we thought it was going to go. We knew that they were go- that's going to take a couple of classes, especially to to get the kind of guys and the kind of style that Mike Bloomgren wants to run. The biggest question to me is can they get those guys in there and find a way um, to to establish that identity? Uh, they've got to get better at the offensive line. I think they've got to find a, a, a guy, you know, Emmanuel Sukba was kind of their go-to guy, um, you know, 122 carries on the year. Is he the guy that you want to build your team around now that Austin Walter is going to go around? Like, how, what do you want to be? I think that, again, they need to establish their identity. It's a lot, First year, you kind of work with what you've got and put it all together. Sure. Now, in the second year, you can start to establish your identity and say, this is what we want to be. Um, next year is going to be a big year, I think, for, for Mike Bloomgren. They need to take a step forward. Um, you know, the, I don't think I, I don't think I need to go out on a limb and say that two and eleven is not what they're looking for. Right. You know, they're they're not looking for two wins. They're looking to get into that, get into a bowl game. Um, I think that Mike Bloomgren's the right guy there. I've said that from the jump. Nothing that I saw this year uh, changes my mind. I think that the first year is in a lot of ways, um, you just kind of ball it up and throw it in the trash and say, all right, on to the next one. Um, it was not good. Um, I, uh, one thing I should mention. They were actually really good on special teams. That's one thing that's worth it. They were 29th in the nation in special teams at some P+. That's okay. really good. That's really good, yeah. Um, that's something to build on. But and also, that kind of shows that 
they have to me that's a good indication for the future because typically when you look at special teams you look at guys that are either underclassmen looking to get on the field mm-hmm. looking to make plays obviously that's some good schematics as well as as far as co- punt coverage kick coverage uh, returning as well but a lot of those underclassmen that they're bringing in that they're hoping do something down the line, they're starting on special teams. Well, a lot of that is um, they were great in kick returns. They were great in kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Jack Fox, who was a senior, they have to replace, but he was their puncher and kicker, and he was really good for mm-hmm. them. They'll miss him. But to me, this is you know this is a rebuild. I, and I think Mike Bloomgren knew it was a rebuild coming into 2018. And now on to 2019 is when, you, you know, if you believe in tearing it all down to the, to the base, mm-hmm. well, there's your base. Now you got to build it up from here. And non-conference does not get easier. They no. start at Army. They go. Uh, they host Wake Forest. Ooh. They host. They go to Army. They go to Army. Uh, what day is that West game? Uh, that is August thirtieth. Dang it! I'm gonna yeah, be. I'm the, gonna be at football. Yeah, high school football. The, the I was gonna say. That's not like an excuse to get a credential and go to Army. <laughs> and, and then, uh, then they got NRG versus Texas, and yeah. then they host Baylor. So it's I mean, look, you're probably staring zero three at the face yeah. to start the year. But again, where you've got to do your damage is in Conference USA. And then they have, then they end the season with three straight away games. That's not fun. That's weird. At UAB, at UTEP, at UTSA, not hard. Or UAB is obviously tough, but like not incredibly difficult. Those are games three that, straight that, away. That if games. you want to prove that you're, ma- you're 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 making progress, you should win one or two of those games. Sure. So that's our Rice postmortem. It was a forgettable, forgettable first year for Mike Bloomgren, but um, I'm still optimistic that they're on the right path and that this was this is an, a necessary, ugly first step uh, toward, towards their comeback. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Um, it is our subscription package. You get two magazines mailed directly to you. The 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We'll put it in the mail for you today if you subscribe. Put it in the mail for you send it right on over to you. You can uh, profile more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2019, which are kids who may have already just signed in the early signing period or will sign on signing day next month, um, all the way to the class of 2022, which are kids who just finished their freshman year. You also get uh, pre-order for the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football. If you're watching this show, you probably know Dave Campbell's Texas Football from that magazine. Um, comes out every summer. Uh, it will once again come out this summer. We're planning on doing another magazine. It'll be actually be our 60th annual edition, believe it or not. Um, so we've probably got to figure out what to put in that. Um, but anyway, we will. Uh, you get that mailed directly to you. Subscribers got it a week early last year. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game. We're going to have a lot of fun extras for insiders in the offseason. Um, at texasfootball.com so you want to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider right now texasfootball.com slash insider the price point currently nineteen ninety five for an entire year nineteen ninety five for an entire year makes a great gift as well texasfootball.com slash insider Max let's go to the hotline and bring in the head coach of the state champion of 1A Division 1 we're talking six man football with a state champion head coach uh, the McLean Tigers coach Clint Lindman joins us now coach how are you I'm good, guys. How are you? How are things in beautiful McLean, Texas? You know what? Pretty good. It's a it's a nice sunny day here today. So well, uh, you know, I'm, no complaints. 
you know, you guys, uh, you, you you make your first state championship game. You win your first state championship. Um, what has been the the vibe around town? This is a small town up there in the in the Panhandle. Uh, you know, we saw all the videos of the send off. We saw this. I mean, we saw a ton of you guys at AT and T State. Probably more than it, more than actually lives in town, which I have questions about. Um, <laughs> you know, what uh, what has been the vibe around town in these last couple of weeks? Oh, I think there's still a big buzz going around, um, going around town and and even the surrounding little communities. Um, there's still a big buzz, you know, and and that's that's something that's kind of special about the Panhandle. Uh, you guys, um, of course, you, you finish off a, a perfect season with a state championship win uh, over Milford. I want to talk a little bit about your your team coming up here in a moment, but um, going into that game, going up against a Milford team that obviously is really good, uh, you know, and they have an outstanding individual playmaker in Tehran Smith. You guys win it a hundred to seventy. I'm interested now, after the fact, uh, about your game plan going into that game, about your mentality heading into that uh, that game, uh, knowing what you were up against. Um, you know, when when, when you were taking on on a team like Milford, what was uh, what was kind of the uh, idea behind how you were going to attack them? Well, you know, we knew we weren't going to be able to stop Smith consistently all game long. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's too good of a player. Um, but we wanted to dictate a little bit, try to dictate what he did and what was available to him and, was, and what wasn't available to him. And um, at times in the game, we did a good job uh, trying to get the ball out of his hands quick or – you know, get it into somebody else's hands or, or force him to be uncomfortable. You're just not going to, in, in this game, you're just not going to stop a guy like that consistently. And, and down the stretch, we got the stops that we needed. And on the other side of the ball, we knew we just needed to score. Mm-hmm. We just needed to line up and we just needed to go score and be physical. And then that's kind of been our MO for the two years that I've been here. We just want to line up and be physical. And, and at, and, you know, late stages in the game, see if kids want to still try to come tackle our big running backs, you know. And, um, you know, and then that, I guess that's kind of what our game plan, you know, going into the game was. Uh, it, it obviously worked, and, and, and the scoring part especially uh, worked pretty well. And, and, and a lot of that uh, comes back to uh, the offensive MVP, who was, uh, who was Ben Crockett. This kid was... Um, unbelievable. You know, we've known about him for, for a little bit, and, and obviously this was his breakout party. Uh, the whole state got to got to get to know him. Uh, he runs for 384 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, he also throws uh, for three touchdowns as well. Um, you know, you're the guy who's who's gotten to to see him every day in practice. You're the guy who's gotten to know him uh, not only as a player but as but as a guy. Uh, for those who who may not be familiar with with Ben Crockett, what what would you say is the thing that makes him special? Well, you know, Ben is a special player and a special young man. I, I think his drive. Um, ben doesn't shy away from anything. Uh, that has to be the characteristic to me that makes him special. He's a competitor, and um, you, know, you know when Ben wants something, he's he's gonna go get it. Um, and then he's just a great teammate, and and for as talented and successful as he is, he's the most humble kid uh, you'll ever meet. And so, you know, there's a lot, there's a great combination of a lot of good characteristics there. Uh, you know, coming into the year, Coach, you know, we, we looked at your squad and we thought you guys had a chance to be pretty darn good. Uh, you know, and then I think people people may not remember that that in the opener, if you go back, you guys played uh, a team that uh, I guess people may be familiar with in, in Strawn, um, <laughs> and you guys get that win. How important do you think it was um, now looking back? 
um, to get off to play the the brutal non-district that you did play. How important, uh, how, how do you think that prepared you uh, for what ended up being a state championship run? Well, we were looking forward to that game for about eight months. You know, from the time it was put on the schedule, we were we were excited and ready for that game, and and um, and and we did. We we played that game and took care of business in in the style that we play. It was another one of those games that was real tight, and then in the fourth quarter we pulled away by just staying physical. You know, and um, we felt last year that our non district wasn't tough enough to prepare us to play the kind of football we needed to play into district. And uh, we just felt like we were making mistakes in district play that we shouldn't be making. And so we wanted to put a tough non-district together and we were able to do that. And I think it really, I think it really helped us become, you know, to play to our potential this year. We're talking with Clint Lindman, the head coach of the state champion McLean Tigers here on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF today. Um, Coach, this is uh, you know on, on the other side. I think people are going to look at a, a 100 to 70 game and, and think, okay, well, defense optional. But your defense did come up with some big plays, and one guy who really jumped off the page ended up earning defensive MVP honors uh, was Chisholm Henderson. This guy was all over the field, uh, six tackles for loss um, on the year, you know, two or on the on in the game, and two sacks. Uh, this guy was everywhere for you guys, not just in this game, but but all year long. How important was Chisholm Henderson to, to everything you wanted to do? But it's crazy because he probably didn't even play his best game in the state championship game. He's an amazing defender in the right place at the right time, and he's just one of those guys that loves to play on the defensive side of the ball and loves the physicality of football. Um, that's kind of what makes him so special. Um, I sure wouldn't want to go up against him for four quarters. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 anything that he did defensively throughout the year didn't surprise me because – I'm telling you, these guys practice the same way that they play. We gotta, we gotta really control practice and hold them back in practice <laughs> because these guys will go. I mean, they don't know anything besides going hard. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's an amazing defender for us and and plays a few different positions defensively for us, depending on what we're in. Just a really, really skilled kid, and again, another good character kid. Coach, if you go up to McLean, Texas, and you find the the football stadium there, Duncan Field, um, uh, a, a, a really you know a beautiful stadium with uh, the capacity is listed at at a thousand, according to our friends at, at Texas Bob. Um, AT and T Stadium is a little bigger, um, <laughs> about a hundred times bigger actually. Um, and and for you guys going into that stadium. Uh, were you were you worried? What was your message to your kids going in? You know, knowing that this is not just the biggest stadium that they've played in uh, by a factor of of ten. It's it's literally a hundred times bigger than their normal home stadium. What was your message to your kids as far as handling that atmosphere? Well, we have a couple mantras that we we talk about all the time. One of them is that it's about us. It's not about anything else. It's just about us. It's not about the other team. It's not about the facility, the fans in the stands, and we appreciate all that, but it's about us. And then the uh, the second thing is the only thing that matters is what happens in between snap and whistle. And our kids play that way, and then they have that, their mentality that way. But on the other on the other side of it, um, I think they were more so being in awe or anything. I think they were just proud to be playing there. Mm. And so it was a it was a great experience and, and what a neat deal 
that, uh, that you know, the UILs made that happen. Because, you know, it's an experience that these kids will never forget, and, 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 and some of them never do again, you know. So it, it was a neat deal. But, one, you know, once the game got going, it was just like you're – you're just playing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're playing, and 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 you don't really you don't really put into perspective where you're playing, you know. Um, and so it's a neat deal. Coach, you're uh, you're a Coloradan. You uh, you're you're out of Ovid, Colorado. You you played uh, at, at at Revere High School. Went to, to two state championship games as a player in six man football. Uh, there, uh, Ovid, Colorado is a, a small town uh, right at the border of Colorado and, and Nebraska. Um, and, and you might make your way down to, to Texas, and, and you go, you know, turn Anton into a into a, a powerhouse again, and 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 then um, you end up there at McLean. Um, you're in your second year there, obviously a state championship under your belt now. Why is why is McLean the right job for you? Well, I've been blessed with good kids at at both places, at Anton and McLean, both good good kids that were passionate and wanted to be successful and wanted to do the things that it takes to be successful all year long. And so to me, that that's, that's what it is. That's what makes the success. It's, it's, it doesn't have anything to do with me and has everything to do with, with the kids and, and um, how hungry and how passionate they are about, uh, you know, what they want to accomplish. Uh, Clint Lindman of McLean joining us on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF today. Coach, one more question. I know you're busy, uh, but, um, but we, you know, we, um, we were awful impressed. I think everybody who watched uh, your Tigers uh, play at AT&T Stadium were awful impressed with uh, your players. They're awful impressed with your crowd, uh, and I think they're awful impressed with your facial hair. Um, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about the handlebar mustache because I heard a rumor about the origin story behind this. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor. Can you explain the outstanding handlebar mustache and its origins? Because I want to know if the rumor is true. Well, uh, I appreciate the compliment. Um, and by the way, the handlebar is gone now. It's oh! getting a little out of control. Uh, it might, it might, it might make a comeback one day. We'll okay. see. But uh, yeah, you know these kids. I mean, there's there's such great kids here in McLean, and and we have a good relationship. The coaching staff does with these guys, and, and they're just good young men. And and it was just, I think it was something mentioned in practice. Coach, if we win a district championship, you got to do a handlebar mustache. <laughs> So of course, what this is like September, October, you know what, you know how kids are, and so, yeah, sure. And I think it, I think it was Ben that said it, and sure, Ben, we'll do that. Well, I forget about it, but you know, kids, they don't forget. And so we're we're at the pep rally, getting ready to go to our by district football game, and we're breaking out the pep rally, and and they go, well, coach, you said you do handlebar, and here we are, we won a district championship, we're trying to go play in by district, and so you know before we left, I had to run home and 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 I shaved my goatee into the handlebar, and we played really well that night, and I said, well, I'm just going to keep it and and until this runs over, and so that's the that's the birth and death of the handlebar mustache. Well, coach, I'm just listen, I'm not a scientist, but I will say that every time you've coached in a state championship game or in a playoff game with a handlebar mustache, you've won. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, maybe it's a good thing. You know, um, we all have to grow it back here. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but Mrs. Lindman probably has something to say about it, right? Yeah, she wasn't a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> we've gotten not to, a fan of it. We've gotten to the core of the, of the issue. He is Clint Lindman. He is the head coach of the state champion, McLean Tigers. Follow him on Twitter, at Clint Lindman. Coach, appreciate your time. Congratulations again on an outstanding season, and um, enjoy the offseason. We'll talk to you again soon. 
Hey, you bet, guys. We appreciate you, too. There he goes. Clint Lindman, the head coach of the McLean Tigers. I had heard that about that it was a goatee that he just, due to that the, that the players said if we do if we win a, I can't remember what I had heard but if yeah. we win a certain thing then yeah. we, you got to shave it in the handlebar yeah, right there and you know what McLean Tigers I appreciate the roster's commitment to <laughs> holding their coach accountable <laughs> that is excellent uh, but yeah I imagine that Mrs Lindman was like oh how about no? How about, <laughs> how about no? We'll, we'll keep it for the kids, but then the right. moment you get home, yeah. it's done. We're, we're getting rid of it. Yeah. So we appreciate Coach Lindman hopping on it with us. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Oh, and do we have a bunch. Oh, God. My goodness. Um, number one, Aaron Flynn wants to know where is the 300 shirt on the background from? That is uh, Pebble Hills. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's the keep Pebble it. Hills. Uh, uh, over, the over Ish's shoulder. Yes. There you go. Keep it, yeah, keep keep it 300. 300. Yeah. Because uh, they're the Spartans, which pretty is pretty great. It's one of my favorite shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime here in the future, we'll, we'll start putting the rest of the shirts together, including that Judson Rocket shirt that he sent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll start swapping out some panels behind mm-hmm. you guys, mix up the look in here. But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, Janet, I'm going to butcher your name, Janet, and I am so sorry. I'm, this is, I'm in Tepper, Tepper's world now. I, I think it's Duzik? Nailed it. Maybe. Uh, what were the results of the Whataburger Super Team? I'm glad you asked. Ah. The results are final. We got the votes. We tabulate them, but I can't tell you just yet. We can't are tell you just yet. We are. We are having our conversations with our partners at Whataburger yes. um, to um, uh, just plan out the release. To plan out exactly how we're going to release yep. it and how we're going to roll it out. But we do have the results. They are final. Yes. Um, and so we will be rolling those out. Um, I'm comfortable saying this week. This week. Yeah. This Sometime week. This week. It'll happen this week. Yeah. Um, Ed McElroy asked, speaking of Rice, when did their stadium get reduced to 47,000 per Phil Steele? I remember that it used to be 70K and hosted a Super Bowl. And then Matt McSpadden, of course, responded with, they removed the end zone seating a few years back. Texas Matt. And who mm-hmm. am I to question? I'm McSpadden on this. No. So it is clearly gospel. Uh, Brent Holman says he's already out of the sling and moving his shoulder. Congrats, buddy. Good. That's a machine. Awesome. Yeah. Thank goodness. Well, we, that's not surprising. He's endured far worse yep. than a little shoulder surgery. He's a cyborg. Um, we, I sent out the email last week before I went on vacation, but we haven't talked about it on the show, the Pick'em results. Mm-hmm. I won. Yeah, of course you did. And I sent <laughs> the email to everyone, and you two were on that email. Mm-hmm. No one has responded. Nobody. No one, no one has been like, hey, good job, buddy, or, ah, man, I thought I was going to be better, or even just like, hey, I suck. I can't believe it. I'm just going to assume that means you all got the email and you're bitter, and that is not my problem. <laughs> um, I will say this. I got the email. I will say this. I am. I'll say that much. Yeah, I am. Too. If you got the email, then I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy. Uh, yeah, Ish finished third. Yeah. So. Uh, so Ish is Ish is flying pretty high. Yeah. Um, I will say I was terrified that Mac was going to beat me <laughs> because I had going into state I had every advantage and I and I just I was convinced Ed was going to beat me. Yeah. I was convinced, and he didn't. So now you get to gloat for an entire And now year. I get all the prizes. I get the DCTF swag. Uh-huh. I get a guest appearance on on te- Texas Wall today. We'll we'll line that up at some point. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see, see how the show works out. Mm-hmm. See if I can get on there. I'll uh, talk to your people. And I'll get the free tickets to the state next year. Yeah, that's, that's great. For you. That's, that's pretty great. Cool. I'm pretty excited Congrats, about it. Man. Yeah, no, no, thanks. I'm, I really I'm, appreciate I'm, that. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy for you. Yeah, I'm. You know, you deserve this. I do. I. That's good. You know, I'm. That's fine. Um, Miziel said Tepper reacted to the mustache being gone like he got shot or something. Well, might as well. Well, <laughs> did you see that mustache? It was pretty good. I mean, that's like the the yeah. death of a loved one. Yeah. yeah. 
that's true. I, I should say, I take this back. Ed congratulated me before I sent out the email because he had already done the math. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ed is a football cyborg sent from the future to destroy us all, just like Matt Stepp. That's true. Matt or Ed did email me before to say, uh, I know you probably haven't done the math yet, but I have, and you did win. I had to do the math myself, though, to make sure because I didn't want to be that guy. No, I didn't. Um, final order of business. We are going to start planning out our shows for the spring. And you people who got involved in the Pick'em didn't you realize people. this. You people. Who got involved in the Pick'em don't realize this. But I will probably be talking to you via email about some of the things you may want to see us do this spring on this show. Yeah. We have some ideas. We've done some things in the past. I will tell you this. After this show gets over today, we're going to start planning out the Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. episodes of the show that we're going to review how we're going to do it and, and that whole format. So get excited for that. But there's some other things we want to talk about doing, and we want to see what you guys think. So look for an email from me in the future about different stuff you guys want to do with Texas Ball today. The number one option is not that you get to be a co-host all the time, No, unfortunately. Um, I would like it if someone knew how to do what I was doing and was willing to do it for free because I don't want to do it anymore. Mm, good point. Uh, so, you know, if you're around, you want to do that. And then the last order of business mm-hmm. is I'm doing what you do with guests. Hey, one more question, Coach. Aaron Flynn did ask, good places to eat in Houston. Mm. Obviously, Spanish, flour. Spanish flowers is the first place. Go I to the Heights. The one. There's another one, right? There's a, there's, I think there's many. There's one up in like Spring, but there's one in the Heights. He says he's staying close to downtown, so Heights is not far. Perfect. Um, I said barbecue. You got to go to Killens if you're willing to go down to mm-hmm. Pearland, that area. Um, do there was have any um, other? Do we have any other? Yeah. Throwing out. Spanish flowers. Spanish flowers is the A one number one. Got to do it. Um, I enjoyed the Breakfast Club. Uh, if you're into breakfast, uh, the, the breakfast, breakfast club, club was awesome. Is, um, uh, Adam Coleman took us. Adam there. Coleman that was we awesome. went there. That's yeah. the place that uh, Bay wants goes whenever yeah. she comes home. And um, there was one more place that I really like. Um, oh, there's a there's a deli that I went to with Craig Way at THS. When oh, THS Ken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny uh, and Ziggy's. Kenny and Ziggy's. Kenny and Ziggy's, Kenny and Ziggy's, is, Ziggy's is awesome. If you're into just like your straight up New, New York, York Jewish deli, deli yeah. it is awesome. Yeah, it you was want really, your really good. Amazing pastrami sandwich, yes. triple smoked pastrami, that kind of stuff. It's like this big. Oh, yeah. um, and then there's the uh, the House of Pies. House of Pies. House of Pies as well. From, that's, from LA. That's a good, yeah, that's same a good yeah. one, too. So those, those are, are, I'm sure there are Houston people who are screaming. So if you've got them, leave them in the comments for other people. Yeah, McSpadden's already thrown a few out there so we're good there that's gonna do it for us thank you for spending part of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com for max thompson and ishmael johnson i'm greg tepper hey college football hall of fame elect vince young Uh, please give me your player of the year trophy this will be the most i mean we just remember we did this for you first we'll see you tomorrow on texas football today (laughs) 